Rookie Designer, Episode 7. The Rookie Designer, with your host, Adam Hay. Let's take a look at the starting lineup. I recently received an email from a listener who had a great idea for a topic for an upcoming episode of The Rookie Designer, so I thought I'd jump right into it because it was such a great idea. And the idea was, how about do a show on the do's and don'ts of interviewing? And I figured, well, this is something that everybody is going to have to deal with at one point or another, so why not cover it? It's also a subject that, you know, it's it's kind of ingrained in your brain from the time that you're first in school to when you're leaving to even sometimes afterwards. And because of this, you know, people tend to maybe think they know all they need to know about it and not revisit the subject, even if they do have an interview or they're applying for jobs. So it's, it's a good thing to come back to once in a while. And, you know, things change over time. And with the way the market is these days, you really got to stay on top of things to be able to sell yourself and get that job instead of the hundreds or thousands other people that are that are vying for the same job. So I thought this was a great topic. And thank you again, Dana, for sending in that email. Dana is actually an interior designer, which I thought was pretty cool since we talk mostly about graphic design on this show, but uh, apparently it it reaches a broader audience, which is great. Great to hear. If anyone does have great ideas for a show topic, don't hesitate to send it in. You're just making my job easier. I want to cover topics that everyone wants to hear about. So if there's something you want to hear about, definitely let me know. So instead of doing a super long one podcast all about interviewing and, and everything that goes along with it, I thought this would be a good opportunity to spread it across a few shows and actually tackle each individual piece of what it takes to to get to get the job you're looking for. So I'm going to do kind of like a mini series, probably three episodes, and we're going to touch on several things. Today, the topics are going to be writing the cover letter and drafting the resume. Two very key components, obviously, because you won't get the interview if you don't do well in these two areas. So that's the topic for today. And let's jump right into it. So the first thing we'll talk about is the cover letter. Now, a lot of emphasis is usually put on the resume, which is a good idea. But you got to remember that the cover letter is actually the first thing that these people are going to be looking at. It's their, it's your introduction to them. So in, in a big mistake that I think a lot of people maybe make is actually sending in resumes without a cover letter. And that's a perfect way to get the employer to throw your resume in the trash. I'm not sure, sure why this, this trend started, but uh, it's, it's definitely the practice to have a cover letter so they can get a little gist of, of what, you're, what you're all about before they actually dive into all your technical skills and, and whatnot that's listed on your resume. So definitely never send in the resume without the cover letter. So the basic structure of a cover letter. The first paragraph of it, you're going to be introducing yourself, 
maybe some of the skills that you would attribute to why you should have the job that you're applying for. You also want to state the job that you're applying for so they know. So basically, you're just warming them up to you. This whole thing is going to be a sales pitch. So it's, it, it's like the intro into the sale of your skills. The second paragraph, you kind of outline your experience and your skills. And you want to highlight those that are related to the job that you're applying for, of course. You want to detail examples of why you are, you are the ideal candidate for this position. Things that you think that you might possess that others may not, and that's why they, they would like to hire you instead. And then, you know, in, in the same strain, tell them why you think you should be interviewed for this position. And then in the third paragraph, you always want to thank them. Thank them for taking the time to read your resume and cover letter, for taking the time to consider you, whatever it may be, just make sure you thank them. And this is also where you're going to in include some of your contact information, maybe a number that you're going to be able to be reached at in the next couple of days, because hopefully they're going to call you back in the next couple of days after they read it. And then it's always good again to, to reiterate how excited you are about the position and how much you're dedicated to doing what it takes to get that job. And last but not least, make sure you sign it. You always want to have that, the personal touch on it. So a few of the do's for the cover letter. Definitely keep it simple. Keep it short and sweet. You should never really have a cover letter that's over one page. I don't think there's anything. You don't want to go into long explanations about anything. It's supposed to be pretty short, concise, just kind of a brief outline of what your skills are and, and what you're all about. Another good thing to do, proof it. Definitely make sure there's no mistakes in there. Have your friend proof it. Have two friends proof it. Do what you need to do to make sure that there's there's no mistakes in it because the, another it's another way to, to turn potential employers off very quickly. Uh, tailor it to the specific job that you're applying for. If you're applying for a video editing job, you obviously don't want to have too much information about how good you are at print design. It's really not that important in getting that job. So you want to highlight all the skills, all the job opportunities that you've had, all the experience that you have for the position that you are applying for. A good thing to do is speak to the requirements of the job, whether you know the exact requirements of the job you're applying for, or sometimes you can just take a guess. Uh, say, for instance, again, you're applying for a video editing job you're pretty much going to know the responsibilities that go along with having that job. So when you're pointing out your skills, kind of tailor them to the things that you think that they might want to hear, you know, for the position that you're applying for. Again, putting the job title that you are applying for is a good thing to do. And also finding out who is actually going to be reading this letter is a good thing to do because you want to address the letter directly to them. Tell them how you heard about the position, it's just a good thing in introducing yourself to them and how you came about finding the job. Basically, again, the, the whole thing is just selling yourself to this potential employer. And it's always a good thing to, to be a little forthcoming and, you know, tell them that you want the interview. Certain things not to do on the cover letter. It's probably not a good idea to use a template for your cover letter. And there are plenty out there, trust me. 
But employers, they see thousands of cover letters all the time. And, you know, they may come across ones that are similar to yours. And you, you don't want to make it seem impersonal. And that's what it will seem like if you have something that, that was basically made by someone else and you just kind of plugged in your own information. So it's a good thing to stay away from the templates and actually just try and write the whole thing by yourself. And it's really not that hard. Um, you should never send the resume without a cover letter. We covered that already, but just to reiterate, that's a not a very good thing to do. You don't want to address the, the letter to to whom it may concern, or the uh, the personnel director, or human resources. I mean, these are these are last ditch options. If you can't find out who the person is that you're sending the letter to, you might use this. You might actually just leave it out instead and just start with the body copy. But it's always, as I said before, it's a better idea to find out who's going to be reading it and address it to them. That kind of catches their attention more. Um, you also don't want to include sentences such as, enclosed you will find my resume, or as you can see, the resume is attached or in the attached resume. Uh, these people can see that there's a resume attached to it, so I don't think you need to point that out to them. They're pretty smart people. And basically with that, you don't want to waste space. You have one page to wow this employer and make them want to read your resume and make them want to give you an interview. So you don't want to, you don't want to have any long-winded sentences that really aren't necessary to the whole process. Don't say that you will follow up unless you intend to. That's a big one. If you do intend to follow up on this and, and call them or email or send another letter, then certainly you can put that in the letter. But if, if you're not going to, don't tell them you're going to because that just, you know, it just makes you look bad. And the last thing I have down here is don't list your weaknesses in the letter. This is something that might come out in the interview, and it's not always a bad thing that it does, but you definitely don't want to start off by telling them what you can't do. Now on to the resume. And a lot of these might sound similar to the cover letter, but for this, you want to keep it simple again. You want, you want clear headings. You want concise bullets. Again, not, not really long sentences. You don't want big paragraphs explaining what you did. They want to be able to scan through and find out what you can do very quickly. Again, you want to tailor the resume to the specific job that you're applying for. So really highlight those, those skills that apply to the job. You want to include related activities that may not be specifically related to jobs that you've had in the, in the past. Uh, for example, if I were making a resume now, I would definitely put, put something on there about this show. So I think it has a lot of attributes that are good. But anything like that, you want to include awards or certificates that you may have gained through contest, contest entries, or maybe you took some uh, classes or workshops at a seminar. These are things you definitely want to point out because that's, that's extra training that most people don't get. And you want to use your graphic talent to make this thing really shine, make it really stand out from everyone else's. So don't be afraid. You don't want to go nuts with putting graphics all over your resume. I mean, it's just going to distract them if you do that. But you can, you can do things subtly. You can put some, a little extra flair on there that most people wouldn't have. 
for most jobs, people, you know, a standard resume, I would think, is made in, in Word. And it's just a white sheet with a bunch of words on it. Well, we can take that one step further, maybe add a little spice, maybe put a few graphics that are kind of set back so they're, they're not too, too obnoxious. But it adds a little bit to it. Another tip I picked up from one of my teachers, he said he would actually cut a little design in one of the corners of the sheet so that it was it would kind of stand out from the others. It wouldn't it wouldn't quite quite stack up exactly the same as the other papers. And I thought that was a pretty good idea. It might be annoying because it doesn't stack with the other papers, but you know, maybe that'll be the one that falls out first and maybe because of that they'll read it first. Just little things to get an edge on everyone else. So the do's of the resume. Uh, schooling, you want to include any degrees that you earned, excluding high school. Don't, ex- don't include high school if you have college experience. It's just really not necessary. Again, try to keep this to one page. If you have lots of job history that you think directly relates and is very important, you can take it to two pages. But generally, you're going to want to keep it to one page. Like I said, they're not going to want to read a book about you. They're just looking for something quick that they can uh, point out what you can do. Um, List your job history with brief descriptions of your responsibilities. And again, tailor that to the job that you're applying for. If you have things that you've done in the past that directly relate to the position, definitely put those in there. Maybe leave out some of the things that that aren't so related. Um, If you're changing fields, Stress skills that transfer to your new position. If you're in print and you're trying for a job in video editing, well, Photoshop is something that you're going to use in both of these jobs. Even though it's not being used in the same way, it's going to be used and you already have those skills. So be sure to point that out. And with that, you know, you want to summarize the software that you're familiar with and how long you've used it. In, in our field, this is a very important thing, how, you know, how, how well you know the software that you're going to be using. And it's a good idea when you're listing your job history to point out anywhere where you might have had increased responsibility for a certain job. It obviously shows a bit more about yourself. If you were actually the director of a project rather than just a production artist who is following orders. Things not to do on your resume. I pointed this out before. Don't go crazy with your graphics. And being a graphic designer, you should know not to get too crazy with the fonts. You don't want some some crazy script font that, that's hard to read. You don't want to use more than two different fonts. So just keep it to a minimum. Don't go too crazy. Uh, don't include your salary history unless they request it. And usually it's not going to be something that you're putting in your uh, in your resume anyways if they do request it that might be something you would add to the cover letter also don't include your references on the resume and don't include a sentence that says i will provide references upon request the the employer knows that if they want to have you back if they want references from you they can ask for them and you will have them and you you must have them Uh, don't lie or stretch the truth this is a big one you obviously don't want to get in an interview situation and they're asking you about something that that you said you knew on your resume but you don't really know and now you got to explain your way out of it 
Also, if you get the job and you have lied about something, well, that's, that's a ticket for termination. So definitely don't do that. Don't write a book. Keep it short and sweet, just like the cover letter. Don't include salary requirements for yourself. Um, you don't want to be negotiating. I mean, if you're in a position where you can negotiate, then feel free to do that. But in most cases, you're competing with others. You don't know if you're going to get the job. So you definitely don't want to be making requests for how much you're going to make. Uh, don't include any irrelevant info. That sounds like an easy one too, but sometimes you can kind of get off on a ta tangent and you want to make sure that everything is directly related to the job that you're applying for. Don't include any items or activities that may have negative connotations. A good example of this is political association. Uh, you don't want to give them any fuel for not hiring you for the wrong reason. So don't include, you know, political preferences. Don't include your gender, your age. None of that has anything to do with getting the job, so they don't need to know it. Um, don't fax your resume in. This could be a disaster just because of the way that it looks. You know, the quality of faxes and, you know, you don't want, you want, you don't want to send something in that maybe they can't even read. That's going to turn them off immediately. Don't be vague about your past job duties. Employers already know, you know, general tasks of a designer. They're, if you list that you were a video editor, they know basically what you did. So you, they want to see some specific details of what you were in charge of, different tasks that you, that you had to handle in that job. Now, that's what I call a rookie mistake. Our tip today might seem a bit simple, but it's something that you, you always have to remember. The spell check and the grammar check on your applications are there for a reason. And I find myself doing this sometimes as well. I'll just kind of forget, you know? You always want to run the spell check, the grammar check, before you get that final version put out. Uh, there's nothing more embarrassing than spelling errors, especially in a cover letter or a resume. Uh, we are designers. We're not known for spelling well, but still, it's, it all goes with the professionalism. And there's, there's no excuse not to do it. There's plenty of resources in addition to the tools that are in your applications. There's plenty of stuff on the web. Even with the, the newest version of Tiger, you have a dictionary and a thesaurus at the touch of a button. So there's absolutely no excuse to leave spelling or grammar errors in your writing. So just keep that in mind. Things are getting a bit out of hand. Looks like it's time to go to the bullpen. The website for today is a great resource for actually many things, but the specific address that I'm going to be giving has to do with graphic design. And this website is about.com, and our address is graphicdesign.about.com. And basically, you can find a wealth of information on this website. They have design resources, magazines, books, things about applications, education. They even have mock projects that you can, uh, if you want to, if you don't want to think of your own project to make up to do, they, they actually have 
outlines of projects that you can go ahead and do. And you can also receive an e-newsletter. I think it comes about once or twice a week and just has new articles uh, about several different topics in graphic design. A very good resource. Again, it's graphicdesign.about.com. And that'll, of course, be on the website as well. And it's written by a lady named Judy Litt. Uh, Very, very good information. So check that out when you have a chance. So we covered the cover letter and resume writing. There's absolutely tons of information on the internet that applies to both of these topics. And a a lot of the research that I did came from simply punching it into Google and finding different pages. You will find some conflicting information, but for the most part, you know, everybody's on the same page as far as these things go. In the next episode, I will be covering portfolio creation as well as demo reels to also very key, key things in uh, getting that job that you want. I will be posting some of the websites that I, that I researched for these topics. They will be on the website there in the show notes. Uh, again, I appreciate immensely the emails that have been coming in. If you have a suggestion for a show topic, uh, questions about the show, anything, I, I definitely love the emails. And better yet, post a comment up to the website so that everybody can see it and uh, maybe reply or give their own thoughts. The forum is in the works and hopefully will be up in the next couple of weeks. I know I've said that before, but I promise this time it really is getting close. And hopefully there will be a couple of different enhancements to the website. So be sure to keep checking back for that. That one's high. It's got the distance. It's out of here.